to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rub. Today is Thursday, January 14th. This is episode 74. And folks, we said we were going to have some NBA stuff for you later in the week. And then James Harden gets traded to the Nets. So we're going to go all into that today, as well as some other NBA stuff. Urban Meyer, and then uh, quickly talk about some football again. But to do all of this, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Josh Bilker. Josh, how you doing, my friend? I'm great. I'm. Uh, it's it's like a really quiet day so far. I just finished up. Uh, I just watched Chernobyl on HBO, which is very good. I strongly yeah, recommend. That's, that's uplifting. Yeah, it's very depressing. This is the one <laughs> thing, but it it is was very good. I finished that right before I hopped on. But I'm absolutely ready to talk basketball because holy mm-hmm. shit, we haven't talked since the season started. So it's, yeah, it's gonna we be. Haven't. Whew, a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah. So um, before we get into all of that, I want to quickly say thank you to everyone who listens, uh, subscribes, sends in questions, uh, voicemails like our guy Stephen Young. We'll get to a voicemail from him. And I also want to let everyone know that we are putting these full episodes on YouTube now. So if you're like Josh and I and you like to kind of have that, I don't know, I like throwing on podcasts on YouTube and just kind of have them going. So if you're like us in that way, uh, you can check us out on YouTube. Uh, it'll usually come out may a bit after when the pod drops just because of the uploading time. But hopefully with we get faster about that as we go along. So check out the Pineapple Couch on YouTube. Um, let's get into it, folks. James Harden, fat man, fat James, Harden Claws, sent to Brooklyn in a giant blockbuster deal. Um, I'm going to break it down for all of you because there's so much going on here. Basically, the Rockets, they're going to get rid of James Harden. And in return for all of that, the Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Kirkus, Kirk, Kirkus, a 2021 pick swap, a 2022 first round pick, a 2022 first round pick, a 2023 pick swap, a 2024 first round pick, a 2025 pick swap, a 2026 first round pick, and a 2027 pick swap which is all with the Nets. And if that sounds familiar, it's because the Nets did this about 10 years ago for Paul uh, (laughs) Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Darren Williams. Um, And then, so basically the Brooklyn Nets, they get obviously James Harden. And for that, they lose Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Torian Prince, and then obviously all those draft picks. The Pacers, they lose Victor Oladipo in a second round pick, but end up getting Karis LeVert from the Rockets with the 2023 second round pick as well. And then you know the Cavs had to get involved for whatever reason. So the Cavs, they get rid of Dante Exum, a first round pick that's owned by the Bucks, and a second round pick for they get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. I know that was a lot, so let's try to go into it bit by bit. Obviously, Josh, the thing that jumps out to us here is James Harden is not. Oh, I thought you were gonna say net. Karis Levert is a pacer. Is what you're. I mean, that, we'll get to that. I'm equally <laughs> as excited about that. But James Harden, a Brooklyn Net, initial reaction from Josh. Go when you saw the news. All right, so that's uh, eight first round picks in total. Yes, that's that's if the you, number with the swaps what, with the swaps. So it's like I think four it's four unprotected four, and yeah, and then uh, unprotected four others, too. Yeah, unprotected picks, which could be disastrous. And then twenty twenty six. Yeah, I mean, who knows who's going to be on that team, depending on mm-hmm. their big three still there. So that's obviously it's a lot. I mean, like, I think a lot of people are 
uh, claiming how unfair this trade is that the Nets get, you know, like another asset and whatnot. Uh, let me, first, let, let me just address this part of it, because I saw a lot of takes on Twitter talking about how, you know, the league is rigged and the fact that they brought up the Chris Paul trade from, uh, what was it, 2012 when he went to the Clippers instead because... Uh, uh, David Stern rigged that David trade. Stern, yeah. But so the reason why that trade ha- or didn't happen was because David Stern owned a part of the Pelicans was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so that's why... owners. Yes. And so the NBA took It was actually a, Dan Gilbert who did that. It was because yeah. the owners... Because there's no owner, so David Stern and the owners had that control. And yes. Dan Gilbert was the one who... Because he was pissed off about LeBron. But sorry to interrupt. E- exactly. And so that's, that's something that uh, exactly... Right, so that's why that didn't happen. It's not because like the league thought it was too unfair and or whatever, and they mm-hmm. they didn't do it. It was because they actually had a stake in that. And I'm sure if that was still the case in this trade, it probably wouldn't happen either because people just don't want to see other teams get three mega superstars. So so right off the bat, that's why that didn't happen. If anybody was wondering or thought this was unfair, mm-hmm. but honestly. People still, I don't know, what, what's the consensus that you're seeing as far as, like, is this still, like, do people think this is a for-sure title team, like, that good still? Well, I think that there's a lot of things, you, like, why I think this is fascinating. I don't, I don't know. One, there's not, obviously, the outcry of anger, like, with the Warriors getting Kevin Durant. Yeah. Because, yeah. obviously, the Warriors were a 73-win team, but... Um, this is, there's so many ways to look at this trade. Sorry if I'm rambling. It's just so fucking weird to me it in is. a couple ways. Cause it's like, are the Nets now the favorite in the Eastern conference? Yes. But I still kind of had the Nets as the favorite before this because exactly. I think Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant still. And that makes that, but does this, this, I guess for one way is some sort of Kyrie Irving insurance for the Nets. If Kyrie is going AWOL. But then the other thing you have to think about with this Nets team is they gave up so much depth, which is one of the things that um, in this season so far, that second unit by the Nets has been able to extend leads and has been pretty deadly. But if you think about it in the playoffs when you shorten that rotation, is that too important? I don't know. I think if you're the Nets, you kind of seems like they kind of had to do it. I don't understand why uh, it doesn't seem like Mike D'Antoni would be wanting yeah. <laughs> Harden to come in and stuff like that there's so, no way the coaching staff wanted Harden I, I can't see it and we were talking about this last night I think the only people that wanted this trade to happen it had to have been KD maybe Kyrie who even knows what he thinks but more importantly ownership for sure wanted to bring in the third guy and for sure yeah. to lock up a title somehow I guess I still just here. so here's my problem I think with this team now is obviously you 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 build your team to one of two ways, um, with depth or with star power, right? It's beyond mm-hmm. the star power that you already have to make a title, right? And so it's a trade-off. You can't have depth and a third star, really. That's what I read mm-hmm. on it. It was on uh, Zach Lowe wrote an article, actually, that I was reading last night, and it was, it was fascinating about that. And obviously, they're sacrificing all their depth. Their only other players on this team are DeAndre Jordan, Joe Allen, and uh, Joe, Harris, Joe Harris, sorry, yeah, I, Joe Allen, I like the comp- Joe Allen, that's yeah. a cool combo of the two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got Bru- something Brown, whatever is it, Bruce Brown? Yes, Bruce Brown, uh, Timothy Lualu Cabarro, who's not fantastic. Mm-hmm. I watched him last night. Jeff Green and Landry Shamit. I mean, that literally is their whole team beyond 
those guys beyond the the big three. Mm-hmm. And that's so what they're making the gamble that they're in the playoffs. That's all they're going to need. And honestly, based on what we've seen in the playoffs over the past however long, it's hard to say they're wrong. Yeah, you really no, no, no. that core could do it. I do think that they are the favorite in the East. But it's also not to the point where if a team like the Celtics took a run at him, the 76ers look good, even the Bucks, it wouldn't be like, oh my God, the Warriors lost, like that Warriors shot, like, oh my God, the Warriors didn't make the final, something like that, you know? I. But I do think they are the favorite to go to the finals out of the East. And now the, the Lakers versus the... Nets is I kind of think what the two favorites would be. I still would favor the Lakers. The Lakers just look really good. But again, what the Nets are doing is they're betting on the star power. And it's weird to say this because this trade's obviously giant, but I don't even think it. Yes, it matters. But Kevin Durant in the finals is what's going to matter. Exactly. Um, I, I agree. Like without Kevin Durant, this team is nothing. For sure. Because on top of that, so not only, right, is Kevin Durant obviously your best player offensively, like that mm-hmm. be, be, between all three of those guys, like very clearly. He's also going to have to be the best defender on that team, which yep. he can is, do that, though. He, he can. can he can. That. And that's not like I don't mean to say that he's not a good defender or anything like that, mm-hmm. but he's going to be getting the tough assignments every playoff series. He's going to have to guard Giannis, probably, Tatum. They, when they play the butt. Tatum, exactly. I, I, Embiid probably that's going to go to DeAndre Jordan, but probably Tobias Harris. I mean, he could probably shut down. Tobias Think about Harris like a Bam easily. Adebayo, maybe Bam Adebayo. All these guys, Jimmy Butler, he might have to guard too, and and that's like Durant's good enough. He's he's one of the best players in NBA history, and he's still good enough on defense to be able to make a solid enough run. But that's asking so much of Durant, considering he just came off of a Achilles tear, and is the his thing. first back to back was last night. Exactly, and and he still looks great, and it's and it's great, and it and you kind of forget that he was hurt, but you just don't want to put that kind of stress on him still, just in case. I like I would still be taking this very carefully. I don't know how many mm-hmm. basketball years Durant has at this level, to be fair, because he is thirty two, but mm-hmm. uh, and so maybe you're just trying to maximize this window. But yeah. that's scary. Can I, can I counterpoint? Sure. So, the de- the defense thing, I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Yes, Kevin Durant has now has to assume a way bigger defensive role. But also, though, if you think about it, in the playoffs, he was going to have to do this regardless. Losing Jared Allen is really the biggest hit there because he's just a good rim defender. But what they're betting on in terms of Harden and maybe preserving Kevin Durant is that Harden in the regular season can take that offensive load. And so KD's not having to maybe... That's an interesting take. That maybe they're trying for that switch off, and maybe they're betting that they can get away with KD not having to take all the tough assignments in the regular season because it's the regular season, and then saving that for the playoffs while keeping KD somewhat fresh because Harden can play every game and does not get hurt, and he's very durable. So, that being said, though, we saw this. I'm gonna. <laughs> this is gonna hurt me because I'm gonna bring up the Clippers. We saw last year how chemistry on the court and the fact that uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George only played like 40 games together, and just they looked out of sync when it came time to the playoffs. They just weren't there and just didn't have that because they just didn't practice enough together and, and and were comfortable with it. And that's one thing I'm worried about too is that 
I don't know if this big three, I mentioned again yesterday, I texted you this, is that I don't know how many games all three of these guys are going to play together. And that scares me too, on top of that, is when it gets down to the playoffs. And again, they're good enough that it might not matter. But I thought the same thing about the Clippers last year. Obviously, the three combined players here in the Nets are better than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, dude, I'm not even thinking about Kyrie Irving. I when I with, <laughs> with that comparison, it's just like what the Nets are betting on is that the offensive firepower of KD and James Harden is way is I would say is a lot more than PG and Kawhi, like you said. And so they're that two man game, we'll see how much they remember playing in OKC together. That was quite a long time ago and James Harden has completely changed his play style if you think about it. Since that's then, that's the other thing too. So that'll be interesting. Relearn how to play basketball correctly again probably when he's playing with other people that can play basketball again you know so that's yeah uh i i feel joe harris might might be really feeling really good right now because he's gonna get the most open open threes yeah that joe harris because who the fuck are you gonna defend yeah okay that's terrifying i got got a hot take or not a hot take listen to this i think um so you remember, I shared a tweet with you yesterday, and I think I retweeted this. People want to go look it up on Twitter. I forget who it was from, but basically the tweet was about how Kyrie was pissed about Steve Nash, and then at the end of it, it said how basically him and Kevin Durant have been very, very distant, which, shocking, <laughs> shocking that this has happened already. But what I envision happening with this Nets team is that basically Durant's going to replace Kyrie with Harden, and that'll be his buddy-buddy. And we are about to witness an all-time meltdown from Kyrie Irving. I'm excited. I for think, it. dude, Stephen A. Smith told him to retire. <laughs> he I think might. That's hilarious, but he, he just, honestly might. He's. I saw something where it was like I think he's been on contract for the Nets for eighty something games, and he's played for like twenty seven of them. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 about right. He he's, that's just he was robbery. always injury prone. To be, he's fair. not, and he's just not with this with him not playing this much and everything that goes into everything Kyrie Irving's not a max player I don't think and it's when you're talking about that Zach Lowe article with it being you have to sacrifice the depth to have the third star god damn it would have been so much better if they could just somehow got rid of Kyrie and had Harden and gotten Harden because that with having those young guys because that's that's perfect in my opinion and now I because if that were to been the case I think that made the Nets the favorite if that happened, that would have made them the favorite. Now they I had think the, depth the lack and, of depth. Yeah. And now who the fuck are they going to throw at Anthony Davis? I mean, yes, you'll throw Duran at him, but then who's guarding LeBron? You're just going to – it's it's the buyout guys is going to have to – and that's never a good sign either is that's going to have to complete this roster, I think, is you need Jeff one. Green maybe. <laughs> Honestly, Jeff Green, I'm not going to – you know, sto- That's the story of Jeff Green. What you're about to say is the story of Jeff Green. You're about to say he could do it. You never know. I, that, is, that is Jeff Green. The, that is Jeff Green. Th- I think he's surprisingly – like he's past that point, right, where like he's just going to be a role player. He's solid enough that he's he's not going to be having these flashes of brilliance anymore. He's just going to hit threes, play center apparently. He, I think he came into the league at small forward, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but that was partially because he was on the Rockets, to be fair. But he actually will probably have to play center for this roster. I think a lot of points. Since the only other guy is DeAndre Jordan, he's not a very good defender um, anymore. Or uh, he's, a, he's a pretty good rim runner, though, still. So that's that's good for him. That just speaks volumes of if you're a Nets fan you're, or you're betting on the Nets to win it all this year. That just sucks that Jeff Green is in the equation. 
I like Jeff Green. I, I think it's like the the seventh guy on the court. He's not bad. That's that's I I, I don't know. It's fair. It's scary. You're right though. It's still scary, but I still think like he's he's still solid regardless of his, I think he's probably 33 as well or something. Um yeah. but let's let's talk about Kyrie cuz let's break yeah, this down completely. Um Can I so, hit you with a question to start it off and then we break yeah, it down? Absolutely. Um on the spot in 3 years is Kyrie Irving in the NBA? Yes, but not I say no. You might be and right. I, could be, I, I might. He's still be just completely young. wrong. Kyrie could win like two chips with the Nets, and I could look like the biggest idiot. And I'm fuck. I'm not a Knicks fan, for the record. All our friends out there on YouTube, I'm just wearing this Ewing jersey because it's sweet. But right now, it literally looks like I'm a disgruntled New York Knicks fan hating the Nets. That's <laughs> not true. I love KD. So continue, Josh. Take take us down this hole. Where well, so you say yes that he will, but yeah. Well, so here's the thing, right? So obviously he has he, he's having problems right now. First of all. But we haven't heard from him since this Harden trade's happened, and I'm sure that's going to happen soon. But maybe there's a chance maybe he just completely changes tune, gets back in line. Maybe the Nets office is like, listen, we got Harden because we don't have faith in you. Like, prove us otherwise. I don't necessarily know playing hardball with Kyrie Irving is going to work because he could just completely fuck you. But I... I don't know. I, that's just the thing is like may, there's a chance he just completely gets in line and, and just is that guy from here on out because he's 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 really bipolar with with how he reacts to things. It seems like lately um, yeah. throughout his entire career, kind of just the whole fact that he turned on LeBron after Cleveland winning a title. Is I still saw why like oh, really quick. I saw mm-hmm. this tweet that was unbelievable. It was basically like Kyrie didn't want to be Robin to. Um, LeBron's Batman, but now he's Alfred because of KD <laughs> and uh, Harden or Batman and Robin. That's really good. That's really fucking. No, I th- here's the thing: is th- that's the worst part is too. Obviously, the chemistry and court fit issues are a thing, but like, I think they all three think they're Batman. They're all three. There's, only, there's one Batman, legitimately. It's it's Durant. Obviously. I mean, Durant, like, the, the thing is that's going to be crazy about this, Josh, is I was thinking about this. I think Kevin Durant's the third best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Maybe higher. That's and fair. it's just like, you got to think that to a way he's going to figure this all out. That's a good point. That's kind of what I keep going back to with, like, I think about all the dysfunction and it's like, oh, God, oh, Kyrie this, oh, Harden's fat. But then it's just like, <laughs> KD, before he got injured with the Warriors, was the best player in the world. Not he was better than LeBron at that point. That is he's not better me than trying Kawhi to talk shit that on whole, LeBron. That it, yeah, he was on fucking fire. Yeah, he and was now, averaging like thirty-five a game in the playoffs. Yeah, and it, and it looks like that is back. They're obviously gonna preserve it, and not do a ton right now, but. That's why with the Nets, I say all this stuff about Kyrie and Harden. It just comes back to it, Josh. It's like fuck if KD. It's just KD. KD can win you. He's that good. KD could beat the LeBron and Anthony Davis Lakers. KD could beat like a well-oiled Clippers team. He could beat the 76ers. He could beat Milwaukee. He could beat He's just that he's that guy. He's a fucking killer. You're right. You're absolutely so, you're absolutely right. He's it, that's just what it all comes down to and it's kind of repetitive maybe, but it's just He's the smoothest. He's the. I'm like I. He's the best scorer I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. How I, he, it's just you're absolutely breath. right. His pull up threes in the finals and just how he does that. 
It's one. Of the, it's maybe the most pretty shot I've ever seen in basketball. I put it up where those Dirk fadeaways, Fade just how KD yeah. so confidently could do that. Um, but that was a tangent. Uh, well, get last, back on track. Last thing on Durant, though, is the thing that also worries me is, too, is he seems like he's the coolest-headed guy out of the three of them. So the one thing I'm worried about, too, is he might – I mean, maybe you're right about the whole regular season thing where he just kind of takes a back seat, but I think he might just naturally take a back seat to, to just, like, let these two guys kind of figure it out because he's not one of those – He's not like a, he is an alpha personality, but he's not like a in-your-face alpha, I guess. He's like a kind of more of a Kawhi, like lead by example type thing, going to kill yeah. you quietly. And that's something that, that might scare me is that he might just take a backseat role, even though he's the best player on that team. I think something, though, to counter is just in that last season or last two seasons when he was on the Warriors, something clicked in him. And he just, he was like, I'm the baddest dude on the planet. Yeah, like he no, was with that offense where he sometimes didn't have to do much, but he's just the baddest dude on the planet. And so I think from a competitive edge, he has like maybe with the if this was Thunder KD, younger KD, maybe he does this. I think this KD is like he has that's a good an point. edge. He's he's a killer. So that's a good we'll point. See. La- so oh, and about- oh, one sorry. one more thing. I just want to credit your tweet because it was fantastic. The um, that Durant, you would rather play with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson a hundred times out of a hundred than even while Clay's injured over Kyrie and Harden. So it still it's just doesn't make any sense. It's wild because what the perception of why people gave KD shit in Golden State. It's like, oh my God, look at the situation, and you're surrounded by Steph and Clay. Of course you can do that. So he leaves to I guess evade that. And now it's like you got Harden and Kyrie, so you're on a super team. So you're still going to catch that flack from the people who hate you because the people who hate you hate you. They're not. It's not going to change. Exactly. And now it's like, wow, you really could have just been with the Warriors this whole time and made that. I do think that that Warriors franchise was a dynasty, but I'm talking like even more so it could have been. And hey, maybe it's not. We'll get to that later. <laughs> All right. So what do you want? Kyrie now? You want to just quickly go over some of the Kyrie stories? So I mean, he's at his uh, sister's uh, well, no, no, no. birthday it's, party. Or it what started. Thinking? Sorry, it started with him just sitting games for no reason, and maybe yeah, it was he didn't want to play. He just didn't want to play, and uh, that was a weird thing too because they were like national televised games too. On top of well, that, yeah, and, game. and what he did is he like never he did he like vaguely talked about it too. So you were like. Is he like he kind of let people be like, oh, is he sitting because of the dumb shit that went on at the Capitol? Is it whatever? Because he's so vague and you just never know what he's thinking. So yeah. no. And then you finally find out like, why weren't you playing? He's like, I just didn't want it. Didn't it's like play. you've played twenty seven games out of eighty games possible for the Nets. Like, I would be going fucking crazy if I'm a Nets fan. <laughs> I don't know. I just he's he's just a mental head case, and I mean, I I no ill will. I hope he figures it out because. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and Kyrie is going to come light it up. Prove me wrong, Kyrie. I actually kind of don't want him to, though, because I still am very mad at him for hitting that shot against the Warriors. So maybe <laughs> um, Let's go to James Harden's former team, the Rockets, and their involvement in this. And we should mention at the start of this, one, I just love John Wall and Boogie Cousins because, boy, did they fucking hate James Harden. <laughs> Boogie was pissed. He's like, I didn't even come here to play with this guy. I came here to play with John Wall. It was that he Harden was questioned a ton. His leadership, obviously, his maturity, 
the Rockets did not hold back in how they felt. He handled this situation, which, I mean, I can't really blame them. Their John Walls looks like he's worked like hell to get back, and he looks pretty good. And you got guys like Boogie, and you got team guys who are coming in to win and want to do something. Rookie head coach and Steven Silas, who I think is going to be good. And Harden doesn't show up on time, shows up out of shape, COVID shit says he's done everything he can when he's literally been handed the keys to this franchise for seven years and everything that's wrong with the Rockets was created by James Harden. It's not surprising, though. I James Harden, like, what? Are we surprised he's acting like this? No. So, on the other hand, though, let's think about the Rockets. The Rockets end up getting Levert, but then ship him, oh, to, uh, yeah, sorry. ship him to Indiana. And so now what you're looking at with the Rockets is they have, uh, you got John Wall, Victor Oladipo, you got Eric Gordon, you got Christian Wood, you got DeMarcus Cousins. I'm forgetting someone who's good. Um, uh, PJ Tucker still. They have PJ Tucker. There. Yes. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's not in the Eastern like Conference. 36. That's a playoff team. <laughs> Eastern Conference. That's a potential playoff team. Western yeah. Conference. I think it's kind of cool. It's not going to uh, be good, but let's see. Oladipo at one point was really good. So I think. The Houston Rockets are the modern rehabilitation center now for for all these these older stars because you have all these people trying to prove their value still. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a it's a halfway home for for these kind of NBA. It's what stars. the Nets it's, used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like an exact swap. <laughs> so it's like you have you have John Wall who's like thirty one, thirty two, still trying to prove that he still got something left in the tank. Um, they still have him on the books for another two years, I think, something like that. Um, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins sure. obviously has had horrific injuries back to back. I think he had like three back to back, like season ending injuries almost. Yep. Um, and then Oladipo, too, who's still trying to prove that he was the player that he was before his. Uh, I forgot what his injury was exactly. But um, and then and then on top of that, you have Christian Wood as a rising star, potentially that's averaging 20 mm-hmm. points per game right now. So they restarted, basically. And I'm wondering if they're following suit from okc potentially and just kind of holding players and not and being okay with not being good for a while and just kind of you know uh jettisoning them out for for draft picks when contenders might need them for the next couple years and i think you know they fired d'antoni right obviously and they brought in silas and this is going to be nice because we can finally get a a a true impression of silas because the problem was is with that Harden regime was still kind of left over with obviously just james harden and mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, it, it's just a case of like, you know, we, we should have gotten rid of Harden from the get go just to kind of create a toxic free environment just from yeah. what you guys were trying to do. Because clearly the ownership and general manager has a, had a different idea than what Harden wanted them to be, I guess. But they gave yeah, it a shot it, with Harden. I think the when you think about the Rockets too, it's like, I don't necessarily think they're going to be that good, but I do think they're going to be fun to watch. And I... Yeah, I'm excited now. Like, I think I texted you this yesterday. Like, I don't hate the Rockets anymore. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I'm, I think they're going to be kind of fun to watch. I'm excited to see what Silas is going to do. And I do think we're going to see some fun stuff. I'm excited to see what Christian Wood can do. And John Wall is not done yet. That's just no. what I – he looks good. So, and to Boogie, have the keys that, against that's going to be tough. But, too, I yeah. think he's going to be great as well. And he's John more Wall's mature with it this time. So, that's right. we'll see and what an elder can do. He's got his buddy. Do. Yeah. Marcus Cousins. So, and oh, you go. Say, uh, you go. Yeah, the the Oladipo piece of it, I think, is also really interesting because he 
clearly wanted out of Indiana, but um, from what he was saying in the bubble, I think we might have talked about this in the past, yep. where shouting at other teams to trade me or to trade for him, which is nice, though, the, again, that the fact that Indiana kind of just took him aside and kind of was just like, look, we're, we'll find you a destination, but just like, but shut you're up. hurting us right now. But like, just can you just be quiet for a little bit? Just see what happens and whatnot. We'll get yeah. you the first offer we get that you agree mm-hmm. with. We'll get you there. And credit to them, they they did. And the fact is, they didn't really. I don't think this is a good segue. Are we done with the Rockets? Because this was a good segue. Yeah, we're we talking Pacers. The Pacers, yeah, because yeah. they got Karis LeVert, and I think that's that's a really nice fit with them because now it's it's very clearly Sabonis's team. They're running with Sabonis full force. It's not this still Oladipo still trying to prove himself. He's been good this season. He's he's looked really good. Still a great defender. Still a high level scorer. Um, but I think Levert kind of has a better, um, a kind of a better floor. I feel like than Oladipo in a sense at this point. Yeah, and Oladipo definitely has a better. I think ceiling. he has a higher ceiling for the future, though. Levert, I think I, we've seen peak. He's Oladipo, younger. I don't think. Yeah, and I think what it does cool with this Levert move. First of all, um, I thought that was highway robbery. <laughs> like Levert for Oladipo with a. Uh, Oladipo being expiring and just a young Karis Levert, I would way rather have that. But the Absolutely. The, tri- the trio, or I guess they have four because of Turner, but the Brogdon Levert Sabonis, that is exciting. That's an NBA league pass team. And Miles Turner's been playing better this year. So the Pacers, I think, are a fun five to eight maybe Eastern Conference team, maybe six to eight. But I do I like the young core they have there. Um, I don't know. It's like it when you see all these teams having these young cores and it all gets traded away and all this sort of stuff. It is kind of cool to see this. Uh, even though Brogdon and Levert obviously weren't drafted in Indiana, I do like that trio of them with Sabonis and then also Miles Turner. Yeah, I I do too because they're they're a great defensive team, obviously with um those guys, and then Levert gives you offense which is kind of they needed kind of instant office from a guy and that's just going to be Levert the irrational yep. confidence scorer um rational rational irrational or what irrational rationality I forget what it is but they have that that one you know that one score that just always feels like he's never taken a bad shot and you just yeah. you kind of need one of those guys I feel like just to, to for a for a decent chance in, in the NBA to like have a complete team that's like Tyler Hero in Miami for instance I guess is a good mm-hmm. comp um and I, Levert's great for them. I, I think it's a, it's a really good fit. He's still, I think he's probably. I I don't know why I always try to like come up with the player's age, but I'm I'm guessing he's around 24, 23 yeah, maybe. That's what I'd say. Um, and yeah, like you said, Oladipo wasn't gonna resign with them. There was absolutely no way. So they they got something back mm-hmm. for it, which is it, it's it's a lot, especially because Indiana's not gonna get any free agents ever. Just gonna extend their rookie deals basically every chance they get. Um, I mm-hmm. yeah, I think we both we both love this trade for Indiana. Definitely, I I think they're better from it. Uh, yeah, I still absolutely. I think Oladipo is a better player though. But I I do like what Levert can do. Maybe for I'm, I'm just so high on Karis Levert. I, I, I like him a him. lot. I like so, I really do is the thing. But I still think Oladipo is fantastic. Still okay if he can get Great. back to his All Star level. Um, a little segue right now in between NBA topics. We do have a voicemail from our number one caller, Stephen Young. As usual, I don't listen to the voicemails before we air them because I want to <laughs> enjoy them in the moment. So I'm not exactly sure if Steven's talking NFL, NBA, but it doesn't matter. Steven's electric. Let's get to it. 
Happy New Year, Pineapple Couch. Uh, I just want to talk to you today about the National Bitch Association. I have never seen in my lifetime how many players just bitch and complain and they get their way. Like, seriously. Kyrie Irving wants Kevin Durant. Nets get Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving wants Steve Nash as head coach. What do the Nets do? Get Steve Nash. Uh, Nets go 4-4, four and four and Kyrie decides, oh, I don't even want to play. My team sucks. I don't want to play. What a fucking bitch. Now, James Harden shows up looking like fucking Santa Claus or Fat Albert. Crafts his Houston Rockets team. Same thing. Works with the GM, head coach. Don't even play with the fucking center last year for crying out loud so he can go score 36 points a game. They get a new head coach. He doesn't want Russell Westbrook. They get John Wall. They get Boogie Cousins. Nope. Harden doesn't want to play. And it takes LeBron James making a no-look three for Harden to be like, yeah, I don't want to fucking play here anymore. What a bitch. What a fucking bitch. Now he's going to the Nets and Kyrie's going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to play. No. Kyrie, fucking retire. Go to a mental institution. Good Lord. You think the earth's fucking flat. You're fucking retarded. Sorry I used the R word, but that is, like, definition of someone with no IQ. Good lord. Positive news, Pistons are going to freaking get the first overall pick. Not even mad. Not even mad. Mason Plumlee is the worst basketball player I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I have seen plenty of horrible basketball players. Mason Plumlee is the worst. Guy came and make a fucking layup. But... I know what, I'm happy Pistons are getting the first overall pick. And then now we're going to NFL picks. B-Rob, I'm with you. Rams, baby. I think Jalen Ramsey can somewhat slow down Devontae Adams. It's going to be a snow game. Rams defense is super good. It's going to be, I think, a little low scoring. I don't know. I like it. Chiefs, obvious pick here over the Browns. Browns, great win over the the Steelers, the dancing Uh Juju's doing TikTok dance moves on the freaking field down by 28. Don't even get me started on that. I'm already on one right now, but oh my gosh. Juju and Chase Claypool talking so much shit on the Browns. And they fucking go one and two against them this year. Like, you guys are clowns. Uh, Buccaneers, Saints, I think third time to try for Tommy. And then ride the stallion. Bills over the Ravens. I think this will be a super close game, though. But uh, as always, I know it's a year, new year, but fuck LeBron. Mm-hmm. Fuck James Harden. Yep. And fuck Josh. See you, boys. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, on always, always a pleasure hearing from our guy, Stephen Young. He never, never fails to disappoint us. I really – um, it's like he was here for that pod because we just agree with everything he just said. It's – <laughs> there is there's gotta be some blowback from the stars, right? Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be something. I, I just think that Kyrie is taking it too far. Kyrie and James Harden, I think, are definitely abusing the system that, that we have right now. But I, I don't know, like is that is that fair for the people that, that aren't abusing the system? I don't know. Like it's like the mistakes of the many or the, the whatever, you know what I yeah. mean. But um no, I mean Kyrie for sure needs to be. He just needs to be manhandled by by 
uh, the boss or whatever whatever institution yep. it is of whether that's Adam Silver or the Nets ownership or something and just like hey listen like we would love to have you but if you don't want to play like just like retire dude i is i think maybe the answer if that's if that's the point you know if you're yeah. making this kind of money and you don't even want to play it anymore if if that's something that you don't want to do well, I, that's understandable when do we get to that point how how much longer can he pull these stunts josh until you think <sighs> i know it's a tough I, question but i mean, I mean it's a couple player months. agreement player it might not be until the off season maybe until the player agreement because we just have given the stars so much leeway already that it might not be it might not be feasible yet um Mm -hmm. i'm still rooting for Kyrie. i mean like not as a person but as a player um because i still think he's one of my he's one of the funnest players to watch probably um you know that's that's the thing in his prime like when he's playing he's in the zone it's great it's just it's the jekyll and hyde it is. It is absolutely, and and it's and it's a shame that he has. I, I don't know. He's got so much demons. I, I guess that he needs that he has to overcome in his personal life to to get it. Yeah. But like I, you know, hey, I mean, yeah, yeah. Whatever I, I don't know when that happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else you got in the NBA for me? I wanted to talk a little Detroit since Stephen uh, Stephen yeah. mentioned it for a second. Um, holy shit, was I wrong about Killian Hayes? Um, for for the record, I had, I had him as a like a dark horse rookie of the year. I really liked Killian Hayes coming out of the draft. Uh, just he's he's been hurt, but he's also been bad when he has played. He can't make a fucking shot. Um, point guards in general usually struggle pretty early on. Um, so maybe maybe he can still get it together. But I mm-hmm. I I've kind of lost a little bit of hope. But congrats on Jeremy Grant. Uh, maybe that's just a a um. Uh, good stats what, bad team yeah maybe that's that case but he he has been on fire um i hope you guys can trade uh blake griffin maybe and then try to get some of the money off the books because you also are spending a lot of fucking money for a for a team that's gonna have probably the worst record unfortunately uh derrick rose though is still the nba sweetheart though so mm-hmm. good luck good 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 for you detroit yeah okay um what i want to talk about a couple more NBA things with you. I think you had something on the Warriors you want to talk about. Yeah, so the Warriors, right? This is this is kind of a it's it's a weird case, right? Because they started off terrible. They they looked yeah. awful. Curry was trying to do a lot, but he didn't have the ball enough in his hands because he needed yeah. to have the use. I got a, I got a lot on this. I got a okay, lot. okay. All right, so I'll I'll just I'll get you fired up first, and we'll we'll just okay. I'll just set the stage for you. Um. Curry did not have the ball in his hands. He had probably, if I were to guess, he was trying to keep the same usage rate as he had during, you know, the the dynasty Warriors of like mm-hmm. three or four years ago when he still had Clay Thompson and whatnot. They were terrible. Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins have been awful so far. Andrew Wiggins has been playing a little bit better, but Oubre has been just a tough fucking travesty. Um, Wiseman started out pretty well, but now he's kind of he's kind of sinking again. But he'll probably come back. I still think he's talented enough. He's enough flashes of like brilliance. Him. I love. Him. I I do too. And especially with Draymond Green, which is exactly how they turn the season around. Is yeah. Draymond Green comes back? Steve Kerr made enough adjustments. Gives Steph Curry usage rate something similar to Damian Lillard or James Harden a level mm-hmm. almost, and suddenly they're winning games. And this is exactly what we thought they should do from the get go. The problem is, is I. I'm wondering if it's sustainable because this is one Curry or Draymond injury from just completely falling apart. 
And I hope to God that doesn't happen because obviously Curry's good enough to carry this team to yeah. a top five seed, top four seed. Um, and, and it's it's scary. It's scary to see. It's but. it's okay. It's incredibly sustainable for a couple reasons. Because you can say the injury thing for everything. Like, are the Lakers going to sure. win the final this year? Are they sustainable? Well, if Anthony Davis and LeBron get hurt, no, they're not. Same thing with everyone. So I get it though. Curry did have the injury. Um, but I think Curry. It's being forgotten how big of a like how much of a scoring load or role he can take when you think about he averaged thirty points a game and yes he on those teams did not have to have the usage rate I guess because he could be running around and what's really what's going on why we see the increased usage rate in Curry is because they start shitty why you have no Draymond Green well why does that matter because no one on the floor with Curry for the first three or four games no knew how to play with him exactly and knew where to look for him and how curry runs around and so that when you don't have people who can get curry the ball in those situations it's gonna look weird and they also just started terribly but then you see draymond get in he's a guy who knows how to work with curry and knows how to get him the ball in those spots which then you also have to increase his usage so what would you have to say i just i'm wondering how much of this we can blame on just the fact that there was you know, the COVID offseason where there was minimal practice games and whatnot. And the fact is you're having all these new players in the system, along with Steph Curry, who's effectively a new, a new player for for the rest of this team, um, just kind of relearn Steve Kerr's like read and react system, I guess. And they're just they're mm-hmm. still just coming to terms with it. And I'm wondering if that as much as we talked about how how much it was going to affect the rookies and all these other players. I guess I, I think it's it's unfair that I guess we didn't apply that to the Warriors because you know Andrew Wiggins effect. I mean he had what like ten months I guess, but like yeah, he played but, like five. Curry played yeah, five games a, last year, so yeah, a limited offseason also for for everyone involved. Ubre has been terrible, and you're expecting him to be a key member of this team. I think he mm-hmm. just needs to kind of just figure himself out in this offense and this defense too. He needs and to maybe, slow down. He does, and that's the thing too. But I think of his his. Um, you know, his potential could be an effective player in this offense still, because I think he's obviously a freak athlete and mm-hmm. he, he, terrible shooting. And what we didn't even talk about how historically bad his shooting start was. He was, what, 0 for 30 or 20. something like that? 20? Oh, it might have been the 30. First, I know it, it started like 0 for 20-something. Until he hit a 3. Um, it's Dude, it's all Draymond. All Draymond and Draymond is the most hated player in the NBA by teams that aren't fans of the Warriors. I and like so him. The I thing, actually though, like Draymond. That, uh, thank you. So do I. I yeah. love Draymond. Yeah. But the thing is, is like everyone likes to troll Draymond in the way of the Warriors will have a big win or game or something, and you'll have the Curry stat line or Clay or Durant in the past, and then they'll show Draymond's and be like, "Oh my God, this guy thinks he's good. This guy was an All Star." You're not watching. If you don't realize like how much Draymond does on the defensive end in terms of being just literally the middle linebacker, the captain calling everything out, switching, he can guard one through five and he can get the ball. He can one, bring the ball up the court and he can initiate the offense and him and Steph, similar to the clay and Steph, Draymond and Steph are special together. You don't have to love Draymond. You don't even have to think he's that, I mean, you should think he's good, but that connection that those two have, the way those two fire each up, each other up and can play off each other, is like legendary. It is one is a legendary duo of how those two guys can play. And so you look at this team, yes, you don't have Bogut anymore with his great passing or Livingston, Iguodala, Barbosa, some of those guys that are very used to Curry. And even if you look like more recently, I mean, 
what? Who am I fucking blanking? Like, Macaw's not there, but Macaw fucking sucked. Yeah, he's um, terrible. You get what I'm saying. Um, I think that this Warriors team is where I ranked them in the beginning of the season was like around the five, six best team in the league. And after the first week, I was like, holy shit, that was wrong. And I think they are in that range. That win over the Clippers was impressive. It was, absolutely. And that's something everybody's been talking about, too, on top of that is the new the new schedule. What they're doing is they're limiting traveling with COVID, and apparently the players requested it. They don't like traveling, which I don't blame them. That's, it's a lot of overnight flights and whatnot. Yeah. Um, is they, they like these in-city in, uh, in series, I guess, that they've been I trying to cool. do. Where they, they've been doing two back-to-backs. I'm still – I don't really like it because the fact – the Clippers might not play the Warriors an, again until – I don't even know if they play again, to be honest, because I don't think they're scheduled to play the Lakers at all. For instance, the Cl- the Clippers and the Lakers don't play again this regular season unless they reschedule something. Yeah, it's it's right. wild, and and so, um, but maybe they're with with postponed games. Maybe they just figure mm-hmm. it out since they're in the same city. But beyond the point is that's something that people have, like I know analysts and I don't know. I'm guessing fans as well, like because they say this it has like a playoff intensity in in these two games because you play you see the same guys back to back like this. You get to make your adjustments and what went wrong for game one, and then you get to come back and figure out what to try to fucking beat them, and that's exactly what the Warriors did. And so yeah, that, that, that was really like cool. the Warriors. It does, absolutely, because they need to learn exactly how to play against these juggernauts of the West. And that's how, if mm-hmm. they, the fact they can compete with these guys, I don't think, have they, they haven't played the Lakers yet, I don't think, right? Nope. That's going to be an exciting game to see how they match up against them, too, on top of that. And the Lakers um, look really damn good. They look really damn good. Oh shit! The, yeah. What? Sorry, I just got a text message, so it's just it's not not good. But okay. anyways, we can. You want to wrap up? Um. No, no, no. It's it's fine. I can keep going. Actually, it's just we just got just Urban. Me. We just got Urban Meyer. Okay. To wrap up with. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Urban Meyer is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. He was somewhat linked to the Chargers. Um, I didn't really want him because I think that Urban Meyer is more of a recruiter. I could be wrong. Um, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, Josh. Let's wrap up the pod. How do you think that's going to go? Fuck. I mean, Jacksonville has a shit ton of problems. Uh, Their defense has been nothing from what it was a while ago, and that's where I think it starts in. But you're you're sure they go Trevor Lawrence here. There's not a – there's not a – I, like an outside chance they could go field since it's the guy <laughs> he recruited want. i mean i know but it's just like how that would be crazy that would be absolutely insane but you could I actually guess, follow like, the jets <laughs> oh my god if the jets ended up getting trevor lawrence out of this, that'd, that'd be, be hilarious so it'd be ultimate jags move mm-hmm. well it was the ultimate jets move to get screwed out of it but um yeah absolutely. i don't know i think it'll be interesting i do here's my he has had success so but in but, college is the thing. I know. We haven't seen too many call like historic college coaches on almost any level, really on, on basketball, football, have been that amazing on the professional level. Is the problem? Yeah, um, it's, it's it's tough. Like what, Brad it, Stevens? Brad Stevens is probably the best case, and, and that's the only that was the first case that immediately jumped out to me. But to me, Cal it's Party like didn't work. Patino didn't work. Exactly, and uh, fucking it, it's Saban Weiss. Saban didn't work either. Saban um, didn't work. Um, like you have all these Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly, great, great one too. Um, Hardball worked a little bit, I guess. He has so, just a shelf life. I feel like people get yeah. sick of him. 
that's true that's true too um uh, but so that that's something that genuinely worries me i guess is and maybe maybe urban meyer's the guy to do it maybe change change it but like still historic college resumes doesn't equate success in the professional level and it's it's usually the guys in the mid-tier schools that kind of outperform their expectations kind of mm. brad stevens is kind of a good because it's not butler wasn't a historic basketball program with top end talent he was every just in year, the shine year. he was in the limelight because of that run yeah, exactly and and so that's the thing is that outperformed what we thought about butler was and those are the coaches i think that are are really something special that can do it beyond whatever talent they have and i'm and that's there's a reason why these guys are in the positions obviously in alabama in ohio state because they're obviously they're still fantastic football minds but it's just you, you get comfortable i think with the amount of talent around you and and it's going to be surprising to see it's, it's I tough think. when every, every single player you have on the field isn't the best yeah exactly so and in the jacksonville their best player is probably what james robinson i mean yeah so we'll see from that on can you can you build a team around james robinson they they got a lot of uh draft picks and stuff they do you're you're betting on urban i mean this is a giant opportunity they're giving him they're giving him the keys to the franchise with the franchise qb Mm -hmm. assumed to be coming um so yeah that's interesting Right, he came in with the first pick when he took the Arizona job, yeah. so he's done yeah. mi- whatever. I don't know. So yeah, I mean, if Kingsbury gets the opportunity, fucking uh, Urban Meyer should get it. So I guess that's that's a good point. Yeah. That's that. Um, I will wrap up episode seventy-four with this. Take the Bills, take the Rams, take the Chiefs, take the Bucks. Parlay I just like dish. the Packers. That's the only one I, I like over. But yeah, uh, I'm with you okay. on anything else. Um, Josh. Always a pleasure. I expect to talk to you this Sunday night, unless another freaking crazy thing happens in the NBA. Maybe we'll have to hop on and do this again. Kyrie could get traded. <laughs> Nothing is out of the question. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened, watched on YouTube. Uh, it's the Pineapple Couch with B Rob. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.